welcome to the New Life Fellowship podcast. New Life Fellowship is a community of grace in Kitchener, Ontario, Canada. Our goal is to teach and share and experience the life of Jesus Christ together. You're about to listen to a message from one of our meetings. Please make sure to check out our website, newlifekw.ca. Without further ado, let's listen in. It's odd, though, for you to actually stop at enough. Health control. That's interesting. That's growth maturity. Thank you. I'm glad you noticed. (laughs) So uh, welcome, everyone, and welcome to those online. Uh, Again, we're doing things a little bit different this morning. Uh, We're going to share a little bit of the the vision of where we we see God taking new life. And uh, so if you're new here... Uh, it's not, we're not normally doing this, uh, but uh, it's actually a great opportunity to find out a bit more about what we're about and what we're, what we're believing God's leading us to. So uh, my name is Pastor Ross. Uh, I'm the lead pastor here at New Life. Over here, I got Robin, Pastor Robin, and over here is Pastor Greg, and we're missing Pastor Josh. Pastor Josh is at home. Everyone say hi to Pastor Josh. Hey, Pastor Josh. He's, uh, he wasn't feeling great. Um, We're we're mostly sure it's not COVID. Mostly sure. No, it's, it's not COVID. But in today's age, you just can't be too safe. So he's, he's staying at home, uh, probably watching online, uh, having a coffin fit right now. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so, so um, it's interesting. There's certain dates that will always kind of ring in my memory, and I, I will not forget them. And one of those dates is March 15, 2019. And that, that's the date that was the first Sunday that was kind of canceled under, under the lockdown, March 13th. The world stopped spinning and everything came to a grinding halt. And the 15th of March, we didn't do church. And what's interesting about that date is that that day we're going to share what we're about to share right now, that there was, there was something that God put on our hearts as, as the elders here. And we were really excited, looking forward to it. We we're also going to install uh, Robin and Josh as, as full elders and then the pandemic hit. And so we thought that was an interesting sign of God that he was really concerned about Josh and Robin being elders, that he stopped the world. <laughs> but we ignored that and kept going. So <laughs> I don't know. But um, try hard. yeah, God, you got to be more obvious. That's all I'm saying. Uh, go big or go home. So, but, uh, but I want to start with, with really understanding what is our, our heart? What is God put us on our heart as a church? What, do, what are we most passionate about and what are we, we trying to do? And it really comes down to two things. Uh, first off, we want to be a place where the, the gospel of the new covenant is taught. And, and we start there because when we were, when we were first starting as a church, we look at Acts chapter 2. In Acts chapter 2, it, it talked about what happened when the early church got together. And it started with the, the teaching of the apostles. And they were teaching one another what the new covenant is. And, and my experience has been that there's a lot of, a lot of believers out there that are, that are sitting under teaching that is a combination of the old and the new covenant where it's, it's Jesus plus the law, Jesus plus your hard work and your efforts and following these rules. And, and that's not the gospel. The gospel is Jesus Christ plus nothing. That's what we're most passionate about. That's what we're excited about. So we wanted a place where, where people could learn that. People could discover all that Christ has done for them to set them free. But that, that doesn't lead to a passive Christianity, but rather leads to, to a very active Christianity because it's Christ in you now. And so now we live by faith, trusting in Jesus through us, and that's what makes the difference in this world. So we wanted a place that taught that consistently, week after week, even through the music, through the, through the words that God gives people to, to share with the church, and then also in the teaching. So that was step one. But we didn't want it to end there. Step two was we wanted all of that to lead to a community of grace, where, where we're experiencing community with one another, and we're encouraging, we're supporting one another. And so that's what we wanted to to experience together. And so those are the two things really that, that kind of drive us, that, that all of the decisions that we're making, they're, they're towards that end. They should either be one where we're, we're learning and discovering more about trusting in Jesus and two, where we're discovering this community of grace in, uh, as together, um, because that's so, so critical and so important. So the, the first thing that we thought about then was, oh, how do we do that? How do we, how do we create community? And I remember, you know, when New Life was starting, I was, I was asking all my, my really smart theological pastoral friends, how do, we, how do we create community? And I, to be honest, I was disappointed in a lot of the answers. Uh, I got answers like, well, have a potluck. Great. I don't think, no, I don't know if that's enough though. It was, it was just sort of, they were giving me some, some very light 
surfacey answers until one friend of mine, he, he said it, he said it so well. He said this way that think about when you were kids, when you were kids, you would find friends on the playground and you, you, you played together and you liked each other. And then when you had a disagreement, because you already liked each other, you're willing to work through the conflict. You're willing to work through that agreement and the friendship would survive. He says, what do we do in churches? We get together and we find out who we agree with and then we play with them until we don't agree with them and then we leave. And I thought that was such a brilliant insight into community, that community has got to be more than just what we agree upon. I mean, obviously there's certain, certain key things we agree upon about Jesus and the cross and salvation, but, but there's a lot of things that we don't have to agree on. You know, we got, a, we got an election coming on and, and there are some people here that are going to vote differently than you. There are some rhino supporters out there and, and that's okay. And what's beautiful is that we don't have to agree on all those things because what unites us, which is Jesus, is bigger than that. And, and I look at this world and there's so much division. And even the, the polling showing that there's more division because of, just because of this election. And, and on all sides, there's, there's such a tearing apart. And it breaks my heart because I, I look at the church and I think, as a church, we are far bigger. We are far greater than just what divides us. And so whether it be vaccines or masks or politics or if you like country music, that sort of thing. Jesus is bigger than that. And he can unite all of us together. And so what we wanted to do is we wanted to create opportunities then to build and form that community. And so we, we thought the best way to do that was, was more than just have small, small groups and, and as, as a lot of other churches have tried. Instead, what we wanted to do is we wanted to create as many opportunities to get together. And so we, we kind of coined this phrase of events-based ministry, where, where the event is merely the excuse we, we have to get together to play together, to build those relationships, to build those connections so that when the trouble hits, when there's, when there's a problem, we're now there able to come around and support one another because we've built the community. You see, if, if, if you, if you hit some trouble in the, in the road and, and you get, you know, find yourself in a difficult patch, it's, it's almost too late in that moment to try to start and form that community. And so we wanted to create opportunities, create events and, and the thing is, the beauty of this is the event doesn't have to be quote unquote Christian. Obviously we'd have events such as like a, a night of worship and praise and, and maybe you do Bible studies or small groups and so forth, but it would be bigger than that. That, that you could have a night where you're going to do paint pouring or you can have a night where you want to get together and, and, and watch the Maple Leafs lift the Stanley Cup because that's coming one day. One day, right, Jesus? So, you know, we're gonna, we, we get together to do that. We can get together to, to have a, a movie night. It was really, the event itself was secondary. The event is merely the excuse to, to get together. And, and with that, then, the other aspect of that, it was rather than only looking to a small select group of people to create these events, we would we'd basically crowdsource. So we're basically looking to the church as a whole. And so now it provides great opportunities for the church as a whole to engage and participate in organizing these events and leading these events, which in itself and the organizing and planning it is an event itself. And you begin to get together and, and, and just fellowship with one another. And so a great example that would have been Camp Wannabond where the, they were meeting for, for months and ahead of time and they were building relationships. And then the event comes along and we all celebrate. We're all part of that and we're building relationships. And those are the type of things that we're trying to create. So that's really is, a, I think, the, the central aspect of what we're wanting to do in order to build that community of grace. So I'm going to ask if you guys want to add anything to that. Yeah, I think um, uh, just to elaborate further, like the heart behind these events, as Ross said, it's so important um, playing together, having fun together, as well as doing maybe more deliberate, uh, what we would call quote unquote Christian things. Um, but the the whole heart behind it really is creating opportunity, as Ross said, to, to love each other. Uh, that's what authentic community is trying to build. It's, it's, it's learning to love each other. And so these events that we want to do, everything from movie nights and uh, Bible study to garden gang to whatever, it's, it's opportunities that we get to know each other and love each other and therefore experience the unconditional love of God, which we receive from him and then get to share with others. That is what is going to make authentic community and what we want to, uh, want to build. So. Um, there was one thing I forgot to say. We, we do want to make time for questions as well. 
And so we're going to do that at the end. But if, if, so if you've got questions, Jeremy's going to run around the, the theater and he's going to, you know, let you speak into the microphone and ask them. Uh, but those of you online, uh, you can ask questions too. So in the Facebook group, so if you're on YouTube and you're watching, too bad for you. But if you're on Facebook and you're watching on Facebook, then uh, just leave a question in the comment section there. And, and Nikki's watching that and she'll ask the question on your behalf. So, so if you have any questions, we want, to answer, we want you to ask your questions and we, won't, we may, may not answer. We'll see. But um, that leads to the next thing then, which is sort of the building. And as, as Sheila mentioned, we're, this is our last Sunday here at the theater. And next Sunday, we're excited to go to, to Heritage. And, and I, I kind of want to talk about some of the thinking behind that. Um, you know, we've, we've bounced around uh, for, a, for about a year, or really probably almost two years now, because we were originally at the school at Chicopee and everything was going smooth there. And then, then this, the strikes happened and then COVID happened. And we've kind of bounced around between Breslau and we were at Heritage for a while and online. And, and now we're here and, and we're, we're enjoying our time here at the theater, but it, it didn't feel quite like at home. There's some dynamics in terms of it, you know, this is the, the way things are laid out here, particularly though with the kids uh, and the kids ministry, it's, it's a little bit difficult in that theater. Uh, but also we're very limited in terms of our time and use here. We can only use it here Sunday mornings. And so we were, we were looking for a place where ideally we would have a building that we could be in there 24 seven, where we would have access to it all the time and in order to, uh, to really allow us to use those events so that we could have something going on, maybe even every evening, uh, big or small, just more opportunities. However, the, the budget didn't allow for that. The, you renting space here is still very expensive and, and we didn't have the finances to do that. We're not in a position yet to, uh, to purchase a building. And so we're, we're trying to look for a, a place that God would, would give us that would allow us to just to settle into um, on a more regular basis. And so I remember praying and saying, God, you know, where are we going to go? And he says, if you wait, I've got a special place for us. And so I thought, okay, we're going to wait. And then within a few days, we, we found out that Heritage is offering uh, their chapel space and their gym space. And I, I prayed again, God, is this the place that you had in mind for us? And he said, no, it's not the place for longer term, but it is for the short term. And so we're going to go to Heritage. And, and the, what I mean by short term is we signed a one-year lease, but I imagine it will probably be on the, the three to five-year uh, time schedule unless you know, something opens up, but it's, it's not our permanent home, but we see it as the, as the next stepping stone that will hopefully lead to a more permanent home. But what we love about heritage though, is, is it's got, we have access to the gym and to the chapel as well as we're going to have some access to it midweek. And so we can, we can provide more opportunities to meet. We're not going to be as rushed to get out of the, out of the, the, the building on Sunday mornings as we have been here. Uh, so we'll have a bit more time, a bit more flexibility. It also is a significantly uh, cheaper place and opportunity for us. So it just, all the, the pieces fell together that allow us now to, to eventually take a next step to, to, to growing new life and having a, a bigger impact towards the kingdom of God. And so it's not a, it's not a permanent move. Uh, someone asked, you know, why, why in Cambridge, aren't we a Kitchener church? I got to be honest, I'm not originally from Kitchener. So Kitchener, Waterloo, Cambridge, I kind of see as one big city, but, uh, if you're from Kitchener, I'm sorry, I offended you, but, um, but the reality is it's a, it's a, it's a temporary move. So it's only a few minutes down the road from where we are now. Uh, but again, we see more opportunities, more use of that space. And, um, and so we're really excited then, um, what that's going to mean and look like. So next week, what we're going to do is we're going to start off by meeting. The main service will be up in the chapel upstairs and the kids will be in the gym, ready to run them ragged. Um, we'll see how long that goes because the chapel is limited in space. And so we may end up finding that we have to switch the two where the main service is happening in the gym and the kids will be meeting in the chapel. So we'll kind of figure out that as we go again, a lot of growing pains to happen, but we're really looking forward, really excited to partner with heritage and, and what that's going to bring about. So with that, then another piece of what we see God creating and, and stirring within our hearts is, is connected to what we saw this morning. So I'm going to get Robin to share a little bit about this passion we have on the creative side. Cool. Well, I can't really do a talk without telling a personal story, so I'll just be really quick, okay, guys? Don't worry about it. All right, so <laughs> just growing up, like um, we used to have just 
kind of my mommy would play like gospel music or like Marantha stuff. Remember that? Like Marantha music or integrity music, that kind of stuff. She was just playing the house and and I'd be just kind of in the midst of it. And then I'm just at school, maybe just going through something, experiencing something. <clears throat> and then all of a sudden the chorus of a song would just come through my head. And I would, and after a while I was singing it in my head and I would think, wait a minute, what this song is saying speaks exactly to what I'm going through right now. Who else has those experiences, right? Like a song just sticks with you and then you realize, oh my goodness, God is using the melody to, to, to capture the words, let the words get poured into my heart for a particular moment in time. Uh, this speaks to the power of music, that music is naturally powerful, but when we put the gospel and we put the new covenant message in there, we put our identity in Christ behind music, what happens is, is that it's something that goes past our minds right to our hearts, and it helps us to say yes to whatever God is saying in the words of that song. In our community, we do have a wealth of people who have an interest in writing original music. Uh, when I say that right away, I know flags come up because people are like, oh, okay, people just want to have fame or something like that. But what, what this does tell us right away as elders and as, um, as a church leadership is that it just shows us that maybe for a certain point in time, God has gifted us with people who are able to flesh out that kind of ministry. And so we are interested in knowing who are a part of our community, who else is part of our community who has an interest in writing original music that can be sung by the church congregationally or can also be just prophetic music. And when I say prophetic music, I mean music that's devotional, music that's not necessarily fit for here, but it communicates to the heart. It, it, it operates in the same way that we encourage each other on the Facebook community group, right? Some people even just post songs. You don't even post you know, words, right? Or something that you felt God said. You said, this song speaks to what we're going through right now. And that's what we feel is God has kind of gifted us as a church for a particular point in time to be able to provide that kind of ministry for ourselves as a community, but then also for uh, the community outside of us, for uh, for the world, for the city, possibly for the church as well. So um, that's just kind of tapping you on the shoulder about that. If anyone is here has an interest in that and what we will going to be doing in the fall, this fall, so we're going to be having an info night about uh, song collaboration, uh, about song arrangement, and uh, and really, quite honestly, it's an excuse to get together. That, like, I mean, it's the same. It's the same ideal. It, we we just want this to be an excuse to get together for us to get to know each other, but also take those next steps in what God has placed in our hearts, whatever gifts He's given us, especially in that. Um, area of a writing original music. And uh, you heard a bit of it this morning. Uh, we played Joy's song this morning. Um, another song that we played today uh, was a song that uh, Deanne and I had written with Greg and Megan Ballard. Um, and so just to give you kind of a taste and idea of something that we're kind of pushing towards and moving towards. And uh, if uh, everything works out well, we'll be looking towards as well, uh, cr creating sort of a publishing group to kind of help guide that process along. So We'll see. How, how many people were blessed by those songs this morning, by the way? Yeah. I, I was just, I was blown away by how, how beautiful the songs were, but also how they ministered to us. And that's, that's, again, that's really the driving component behind that is that, that God's placed something in our hearts to share with one another. And it isn't about, you know, even necessarily going beyond new life, uh, which would be wonderful if it did, but it's just such a blessing to all of us. And as, as Robin said, it's the excuse we're looking for to get together. We're looking for any excuse just to get together and, and celebrate. And uh, that, was, that was really, really beautiful and special this morning. Is there anything you want to add to that? All right. So, so the next piece then that we're, we're looking forward and moving forward on, and, and really by moving to Heritage, where it will save us some money, allows us now to, to, to reinvest that money in something else, is towards um, uh, helping and growing the youth ministry uh, and with an intern. So I need Greg to speak to that. Excellent. Yeah. Um, as Ross said, we've been with the board looking at uh, finances and what God has, um, how he's been directing us to spend on investing in the church. And by that, I mean, 
you know, we've, we've, we've talked about looking at a building we've, we've, you know, been able to buy equipment and all those things are to serve our community and the vision and purpose that God has put on our hearts for this immediate community, but also our, our reach outwards um, online has been a big thing that we've been able to um, reach out and minister through and through buying equipment and all those things. So that's been awesome as God has blessed us through uh, the giving. And so this other aspect that God has kind of put on our hearts as far as with that focus of um, investing in ministering to our community is to enhance our capacity to minister through having more people available. And it's, you know, it's hard if you haven't guessed by now, it's hard to run a church on mostly volunteers and uh, it's been a joy and it's, and it's, we're going to need, continue to need that, but we are in a position now where we want to grow um, with uh, from a paid staff point of view. And so we would like to hire an intern from heritage who is going to partner alongside pastoral team, um, uh, ministry leadership teams, especially, uh, youth. So Lisa and Barry Hummel, Megan, my wife and myself are leading the, the youth team. And, uh, we're really excited about that, uh, and bringing, uh, an intern. So a younger person <laughs> with, um, ideas and energy and, uh, an ability to connect with the teens, um, just basically looking for someone to partner alongside us to run those youth nights, as well as helping out with the children's ministry, overseeing administrative things and what's going on in the classroom. Again, having somebody who's passionate and energetic and younger and can, you know, um, teach old dogs, new tricks as it were. Um, I know, am I an old dog already? Yes. Yeah. Oh man. Um, we're really excited about this opportunity. Uh, with the, the intern would, um, ideally, uh, partner with, uh, Robin and how, uh, and his communications team. And the hope with that as well is freeing up Robin's time, um, to able to focus more on pastoral care duties. He'll, he'll still be doing communicate overseeing communications as well, but, with bringing somebody else who's dedicated focused time to that, it will free some of his time to do uh, more of the things that God has put on his heart uh, to minister to our community. Um, so uh, also one thing you've heard us talk about pretty much from the get go from our first, I remember Ross in our, one of our first meetings, we talked about those, those important roles that God uses to uh, build a church. And one of the things that we looked around and we were like, do, do we have an evangelist? Cause that's so important. Um, and we've been praying about that from the get go that God would bring someone with that heart and passion, uh, and gifting to, uh, evangelize, uh, to, to reach out to the lost. And so one of our wish list, uh, items, uh, for the, for this intern is that they also would have a, a passion and desire to, um, evangelize for evangelism. So, <laughs> It's a big job description. We know that God has somebody special planned and we're just prayerfully considering uh, who that person is. Uh, it will be, like I said, a paid position, but God has just really blessed us with this opportunity that we're in a position to do that. We think it's a great opportunity to not only be blessed by that person, but to pour into this person as well to teach and disciple and mentor um, in the message of the new covenant and how we um, you know, do ministry at New Life Fellowship and it would be a two-year commitment with the hope that possibly at when it's done, this person would come on as a longer term staff, whether it's a part-time or full-time with new life community. So significant investment of time and effort and money on our end. That is so worth it. We are so excited about it. Um, and we're looking forward to keeping you updated and we would appreciate prayer through that process as well. Um, we know that God has a plan and he's going to lead us in that. And so, one of the part that you get to play in that is to pray that uh, he, God would just make that clear and lead us through that, that process. So we're really excited. Um, leading into youth, just to give you a, an idea of what's coming up, not only are we bringing on an intern at some point in this coming year, we're hoping by January, but honestly, we don't know when exactly that will happen. But as far as the youth program goes for our teens, which is grade sevens to grade 12, um, we have been doing sporadic youth program throughout the last year. You've probably seen and um, heard of things posted about that. What we're really hoping is this coming fall to really um, dedicate more time and energy towards that. So the, the youth leadership team is going to start holding biweekly youth nights. And we're really excited. This is one of the great 
opportunities that have come with Heritage is that we are going to be able to meet during the week at Heritage. So uh, details are just being finalized. It's looking like it's going to be Tuesday nights. Uh, that is the time that we've been offered. So it is what it is. That's, that's what it's going to be likely. So if that changes, I'll let you know, but it's looking like Tuesday nights at the chapel at heritage every other week. And, um, we're going to be looking to start the first week of October. So details will be coming about that. Um, I'm probably talking too much here. So I just want to say one other thing about that. We're essentially building, we have an opportunity to build this youth group from the ground up here. We are open to ideas that comes from the, the teens, parents of teens or anyone else who has input about that, but especially you teens out there, you get to tell us what you would like a youth night to be like. And we want it to, our, our vision for it and the mission of youth group is the same as it is for the church. That is to teach the message of life in Christ, the new covenant message, which leads to an authentic community experience where we get to love each other and experience, excuse me, experience the love of Jesus together as we love each other. But how we do that is completely up to us. We get to uh, figure that out. We want to play together. We want to have activities and games. Are we going to have worship on those nights? Teaching. We're looking at teaching videos, um, small group times. What, what, do you, what, what do you guys want to do? So that's an invitation again to the youth, but also to the parents of the, the teens to please come and speak to us. Also, if you have a desire to possibly help us out on any of those youth nights, we are very open to having volunteers who would like to partner with us. Maybe it's a parent who comes and drops their teen off and stays for the night and hangs out and plays. And um, we, we would love to have some more people help us out because right now there, there are four of us, but it's um, and we're, we, we want to be there every time, but there are going to be times that maybe we just can't be at a night or just the more, the better. So if, if that's something that's stirring in your heart, please come talk to Lisa, Barry, Megan, or myself about joining our team as a helper. It would just be an occasional thing. And I'm going to say the same thing for our children's ministry, Sunday morning, Sunday school. If you've got a desire to be uh, in there with the kids or help out in some way, or you've got ideas, we would love to hear from you. Please come talk to me after the service about that or at any time. Anything you guys have to add? You know, I think the greatest way to emphasize the importance and the significance of that children's and youth ministry, especially that youth ministry. I mean, think about when you were a teenager and you're at that age, what difference would have made in your life if you had a place to go, people to go to where you could just be you and, and know that in being you, you wouldn't be rejected. You wouldn't be looked at weird, but you would be more loved, the more honest you were. That's what we're trying to create. And, and you just think about the next generation then coming after us, how, how beautiful their lives can be in that being rooted in that love uh, and life of Jesus Christ. And so that just really speaks to, I think, the, the criticalness and the importance that it is, which is why we're wanting to invest in the, you know, all that money in an intern to kind of help support all that. So we're going to give you an opportunity to ask your questions in a moment. So Jerry, you can get your running shoes on. Uh, and again, for those of you online, just drop your questions in the, in the Facebook chat there, but we kind of wanted to have like a call to action. So what, what do we do? And so Greg kind of listed the, the first one, which is just pray, pray for, for us as leaders, but pray for all of us as a church, uh, on a number of factors, right on, on, whether it be on the youth and selecting this intern, but again, we're, we're still wanting to find a building. And we're still wanting to find a building towards that, that Kitchener East area for all those people in Kitchener. Uh, we do believe God's called us to that, that kind of neck of the woods, uh, just based on the geographical location of, of those who are, who are attending new life. And so pray that God will bring that building in the right time in the right way. Uh, but also just pray for, for the leadership in one another. Uh, another great way to participate is in, in joining these different activities, whether it be the, the youth, whether it be the, the original music, whether it be joining the individual teams like the events and the, or the AV team or, or hosting team and so forth. And so those are great opportunities. And so the last two years, everything's been such a flux. We haven't really done a whole lot in terms of allowing people to, to join these teams. And that's our fault. That's our mistake for sort of, um, not, not realizing the importance of that and taking advantage of those opportunities. So what we're going to be doing in the weeks ahead is each week, we're going to be introducing you to, to some of the leaders on those teams. And they're going to tell you a little bit more about what they're, what that team's responsible for and, and give you an opportunity. If you want to join that team 
and, and be a part of it, whether it be the hosting and the ushering and, and so forth. And so each week we're going to introduce a new team and that you can, um, you can be a part of. The other thing is these events, uh, participating in those events. And whether that means you just you come out and, and you're part of the, the paint pouring or you're part of the, the movie night or, or whatever it is, uh, that would be great. And then also to maybe invite people. Part of what we thought about these events that would be so special is it, it could be a, a way to evangelize. A lot of people bring people evangelism things that will bring them Sunday morning and they can hear the teaching. And that's great. And that's wonderful. But I don't know if that's the best place to start. Again, it's that idea of, of building that relationship, building that rapport and seeing the love going back and forth. Because I always think if people can see the love that Christians have for one another, really that love of Jesus through one another, that love's so attractive. It's hard to say no to. When, when people reject Jesus, it's because they've rejected religion. They haven't rejected love. Because how do you reject that kind of love? And so these events really become opportunities to invite one another out to these events to just be be encouraged and be supported by that. And so maybe it's a, it's a way of evangelism. Maybe it's a way of inviting people who've been hurt and burned by churches in the past to get to see what authentic community can look like. But again, it's also opportunities for one another just to build that rapport and build that relationship. So invite people, uh, you know, to come out and participate in the events. Also just even like sharing uh, what, what we do online, because what we're doing online is, is a way an event. It's, it's not the be all and end all. We're not trying to live online. We, we look at online as a, as the opportunity to meet when we're not in person so that we can meet again in person, but whether that be sharing some of the posts or the devotional videos or, or whatnot, just go ahead and sharing those things with others would be a great way to, uh, to really encourage people and, and get them to know more about what new life is, is about. Uh, and then um, giving financially, and and that's a that's a part of it. And uh, I hope you understand that we're not here, uh, you know, begging or demanding even your your money. We we really we don't believe in tithing. We believe tithing is an old covenant principle. In the new covenant, we believe in giving a hundred percent. That's amen. Yeah. No, we we believe in giving whatever you want to give. And, and you, you, that is entirely between you and Jesus. But we believe that, that God has set it up that way in order to allow things to function. We have bills to pay, right? Whether it be renting here at the theater or renting at the, the school. Uh, Robin and myself, we're, we're part-time. We're getting two days a week each. Um, and so there's those kind of bills. And then there's the equipment that we needed to purchase in order to, to stream all this online. And, and then there's different activities and events and so forth. So there is a budget. And, and so we would love to be able to, to take your money so that we can hopefully one day, you know, afford a building and so forth. But, but so that's part of it. And so you can, you can give financially um, and we try to make it as easy as you can to set it up regularly. Uh, or, or if you want just to, you know, drop some cash off. Uh, Jeremy is a great person to talk to about how to arrange all those things or you can do it online. Um, but that's, it's important because there is a financial aspect to it. And, but again, we're not, we're not demanding your money. We're only wanting people to give as father leads them to give. And so if you, if you're not sure about whether to give or not, don't in all seriousness, don't, uh, I only want the money that father wants you to give. And that's it. That's all we're looking for because ultimately the one who's providing and supporting all this financially is God. I just, I would ask you, can you be a part of that in some way? Can you partner in that in some way? Because the reality is in doing so, and just by giving, you are joining in the ministry and the changed lives that are, is happening here at, at New Life. All right. So with that, we want to open it up to questions. So uh, raise your hand. Jeremy's going to try and find you and uh, go ahead and ask a question. Yeah. yeah. We can't see anything. At least it's the Somebody side lights. Can. Maybe not the clean lights, but the side lights. Anybody able to do that? Oh, yeah. Oh, there's people here. <laughs> Thank you for not leaving. <laughs> that would have been awkward. The theater's empty. <laughs> oh. That didn't go well. Questions? Put your hand up. Put your hand up if you've got a question. I think we're, we're on perfect. Uh, actually, I've got Ryan here. So uh, those of you still thinking about a question, uh, you'll have a chance still. But I think Ryan's got something to, to share. Can you hold the mic? Sure, I can I'll that. just shake. Um, 
Hello, my name is Ryan Jancy. And um, I was debating saying something or not, but then as I was asking the Lord, Pastor Ross said, and God may have put something on your heart. And then I submitted it to Marco. And then, so this is what I have to say. I'm overwhelmed with gratitude and wanted to publicly state that the words Pastor Ross shared is not just platitudes or a theological idea. They have radically changed my life. And I am so grateful. And I give testimony to this community of believers that hearts are changing as you guys are doing what you're doing and I'm honored to be a part of it. My paradigms have been shifted. My thinking has been pulled from the root. Specifically, I talked to Pastor Ross about Covenant Eyes, which is effectively a program that sends internet activity to um, accountability partners. And he said, yeah, that could be helpful. And I just thought, what? How is that not the answer? And then I understood the depth of God's love and how much more he cares for me. And I'm just overwhelmed with gratitude. And it has changed my heart and changed my life. And now even correcting, I'm starting to handle my kids differently. What do you think daddy cares more about this issue or your heart? And the response is the issue. And I said, no, I care about your heart. So I give testimony to this community of believers to say the word spoken has interrupted my life and being a critical thinker or so I claim or so I'm told um, how you break an entire model of thought and upend it and establish a grace based you are unconditionally loved. I probably give testimony to and I guess I have to find an excuse because this is a question period. So my question is to Robin. Robin, I have a deep theological question for you. With respect to worship and instruments, where the heck does a saxophone fit in? <laughs> all right, so we're going to cut all news feeds, all video feeds, so no one... <laughs> so I can say what I really think, and then we'll come back on, and I'll say there. Oh, my gosh. Well, first of all, Ryan, that just blessed my heart. Thank you for just the bravery and the courage just to just come up and share. And um, uh, we are touched to hear your testimony. It, it means so much. I think I, I can say enough for myself and my family of, uh, of what this community of grace has done for us as, 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 a, as a family, as, as a husband and wife between Deanne and I. It's just, it's just changed so much. So thank you so much for sharing. Uh, okay, saxophone in its context. In its context, it's okay. All right? Like, it's like it's just certain songs. Like, I'll just be very honest and say, like, Careless Whisperer, by George Michael. You ever heard that song? It's like the saxophone song. Okay, that's a sweet jam. Like, I don't have a problem with that. It's actually a really great song. It's just in its context, it works. I'm not sure if it always works in a worship context. That's it. Any other questions? <laughs> we were blessed a couple of weeks ago to have communion together. I wonder if that's something we're going to do on a regular basis. Yes. <laughs> yes, it, it's something that we we need to to do more often and more regularly. And uh, yes, that's a short answer. Message received. <laughs> All right, we have a couple questions online here. Uh, we have a question from Lynn. Uh, he's saying, would love to think and contemplate more throughout the week. Is there an opportunity to ask questions at a later date or at a corporate level? Uh, absolutely. I mean, I, I would say that your, your questions are not limited to any particular day, this Sunday or any time. Uh, any question you have, you can always just email us or, or even through the website or the app, send a question in that way. Uh, so there's lots of opportunities to ask questions later on. And, um, and we're, we're hoping to do this a, a little bit more regularly. I think one of the things that for, for me personally, uh, this kind of, we're going to share our vision for the church feels a little bit inward looking because it's about what we're going to be doing per se. And I, I love the ability to, to proclaim the gospel. And so it's finding a balance between those two things. And I think having opportunities to do things midweek now on a, on a more regular basis hopefully will allow us to do more of these things. So for example, you know, Robin talking about an info night to talk about the original music creation. Those are great opportunities for people to get involved and ask questions. And so we're hoping to do more of these things, but maybe not always on a Sunday morning, maybe doing it um, 
in the middle of the week as well. But yeah, so Lynn, please ask your questions, uh, send us an emails and, and so forth. We'd love to hear from you and others. Okay, one more, one more online we have here uh, from Kat. Uh, I have a ministry that I've had for a very long time. Just wondering if I'll be able to be part of this community. That is my question. Music has always been how I've been wired. There we go. Uh, yeah, I think I think music is if that is that something that you know God's put on your heart to, to give to others. I mean, I think the next part is just always just getting close to Father and finding out okay when is when is the time. Um, and so, I mean, all of the stuff that we've talked about today has all been prayer led. Like we're not in a spot where we're like, okay, this is this is what we have to do. We're going to do it. No, we want to be led by Father in every sense. If we're even encouraging you to give, you know, uh, we're encouraging you to give only as the Father has led you. So why would we go off and lead in a way that that wasn't wasn't demonstrating that? And so, um, so getting back to that comment, you know, it's like if God's if God has led you, has put something on your heart to to give to others. I mean, ask Him for those next steps. Continue to press into Him. He will give you direction. Um, there's no pressure to be anything for anyone at any time. I mean, we're a loved children of God, and we are led by our Father, as this uh, is as the Word says, with the Spirit will lead us as as we because we are children of God. So. I was intrigued by the uh, discussion earlier and um, I just wanted to ask when you were told that uh, there's a specific and special place for us and then uh, heritage was not it, but we can use it temporarily. Um, how do, if you can share, if you want to share how that discussion with God went, went about. Yeah. Great question. So I was, I was driving along uh, Manitou to be honest, I came up to the roundabout and I, I kid you not, um, and, and I, I wish I could say I, you know, the clouds opened and I heard James Earl Jones voice in my head because clearly then, you know, it's Mufasa. I mean, it's seeing, no, it's, it's Jesus at that point. But, um, but I just felt, I felt God saying to me this sense, that's all I can kind of put it. This, this impression on my mind, this thought that I knew was not coming from me. This thought saying, if you wait, I've got something special for you. And I just heard that. And, and I, I checked the father and, and I, I, it felt, I felt peace about it. I felt like that's what God was saying to me. And so then a couple of days later, then all of a sudden we get word that heritage is, is opening up their, their building and, and offering it to us. And at a, at a really a steal at a great rate. And, and I remember going, okay, God, is this the place you had in mind for us? And he said, no, there's another place. I'm, if you wait, it'll be really special for you, but this is the, the temporary spot. So, so does that help Isaac kind of answer the question? Yeah. It's, it's an interesting thing, and I'm sure you guys have experienced this. When God gives you direction, it doesn't always go the way you think, or he'll tell you something, and it just doesn't always follow the logic or the, the reasoning, but it's so awesome when you look back and see how he led you through things. You go, oh, that's why you did that, or that's why you did it that way. And so, you know, the question, why this temporary holdover? We could guess at it, but we don't entirely know. But we're just trusting as the Holy Spirit confirmed in the leadership's heart that this is the right next step. And we'll look back one day and go, that's exactly how it was supposed to be for that time. And we're so glad it went that way. We, we tried to get a building that was permanently ours Monday to Friday. Right? No, seven days a week. Um, and God closed that door. He made it very clear. But even that he led us to go look for that place. And then he closed the door on us. You could look at that and say, why? God, like why go through that exercise? But that was so important for us to go through to lead to the next step. And so we're just trusting him one step at a time, enjoying the journey. It's hard at times, but at the same time, it's, it's a joy. And we're we just keep going like that. And, and one of those things that you look back on it. So this theater was actually previously used by the meeting house right. yeah. uh, long before we ever showed up here. And they were, they were meeting here and, and active here. And uh, then they went online and have been online up until next week. And so next week they're coming back here. And so there was some discussion, well, how do, how do we do it? How do we manage that? And, and we felt very confident that two churches can use the same building and that wasn't going to be an issue, but there are some logistical issues around the size of the theater and 
you know, various theaters and so forth. And so the timing of it is, is a really a seamless handoff that as we exit, the meeting house will be here and we're praying that they have great success as they share the gospel as we move to heritage. And then we we're hoping that that will be an opportunity to reach maybe even some heritage students and that we could become their default lazy church where they just roll out of bed and walk down the hill and, and they're there. Uh, not trying to label students as lazy, but let's be honest, you were all students. I mean, when you show up to school in pajamas. Or a bathroom. Or a bathroom. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. That's someone else. <laughs> I just have a, um, a question about clarifying Tuesdays. Um, do we have access to Heritage every Tuesday and every other one is dedicated to the youth? Or can we start thinking about events that we want to hold on the off Tuesdays? And who exactly should we connect with about pursuing that? So I would say the details are actually, Jeremy, do you want to answer that? Hey, I'm just the microphone. Pastor. <laughs> I, I, don't, really? I didn't sign up for answering questions. What's yeah. going on? Uh, we will have access to it every Tuesday. And I think the understanding is youth would be using it every other. Um, what we're going to use the off weeks for, I guess we're not quite sure. So I think that has to be sorted out. Um, probably speaking to the events team and uh, various people to see how we want to use that time. But we certainly want to use it and make best use of it. So we'll introduce you to the events team probably next week. Uh, so you know who to go through. So we will have that events team Their Their goal isn't to organize the events, but over, more importantly, to kind of oversee all the events so that we can stage events and schedule events properly. So we don't have four things trying to happen and all in the same day and, and who's using what, bill, you know, using that Tuesday night and not and so forth. So all of that will go through the events team. In terms of oversight and accountability, uh, can you explain how that works for you guys and uh, who you're ordained with? So uh, I myself am ordained with an organization called Anchor Ministerial Fellowship. And so they're, they're local here in Kitchener. We're founded by Ken Miles um, at KWCF and, and it's really all across the province. Um, I think there's well over a hundred different members uh, Crystal could probably speak more to that. She was a part of that, that, um, that organization for a while. Um, and so I'm ordained under that. Robin is in the process of becoming ordained under that, um, that ministry as well. So that's who we're ordained with. And so that will allow, allow Robin allows myself to, to marry and bury, so to speak. Um, but in terms of, we're not part of a denomination that, um, ultimately that's why we have a plurality of elders and so that it's not just one guy, because we felt that would be terrorizing to have one person in charge. Uh, so there's a plurality of elders that the elders are accountable to, and ultimately to God, um, and to support and to encourage and protect one another. But then we also have friendships uh, and mentors with those outside the church who can help protect and look after us as well. Does that answer your question? Follow up? <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was a follow-up. So if, uh, if there was a problem uh, and uh, it existed and you guys couldn't develop a consensus or a, an agreement and you needed uh, support or help outside of the fellowship, to whom would you go? Good question. So the, the question being like if, if we decided to, you know, we wanted to go in this direction, but some are going in that direction or that there's a problem with Robin. <laughs> let's be honest. Well, let's say there's a moral um, concern within, yes. within the, the church leadership. Yes. Um, so we, ideally that's where the elders would be able to, to deal with that. And so if you had a problem with, with Robin or any of the elders that you would be able to come to any of us and we could address those issues. Uh, if there's an impasse within the leadership, we're fortunate that we're blessed with, with many leaders outside that we'd be able to tap and, and include to be a part of it. People with many years of experience uh, within the church as pastors, as elders. And so there's, there's really no shortage of people that we could go to at that point. Leaders? Sure. I mean, there's, there's people like I'd say Preston Gillum or Frank Friedman or Ed Underwood, um, Scott Britton, uh, countless people who, who are very, mature and seasoned in their faith um, who got pastoral ministry experience and would be able to, to address any of those issues. 
jump in here quick and say I'm sitting beside Richard and I believe it's his birthday today. So happy birthday, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? And Anna Fife. And Anna Fife. And Ariel. And Ariel. Oh my goodness, there's three on one day. Oh Happy birthday. Special day. <laughs> I'm Lindsay. Adam wants to sing Happy Birthday. Is that right? A solo? <laughs> Any other questions? We're at 11.5. Yeah. Ooh. Out of respect. All right. So if you have any other questions, again, uh, by all means, email us as leadership and we'll, we'll try to answer them even maybe even publicly on the Facebook group. If that's, if that works or maybe privately, depending on the kind of question, but, uh, thank you for your, your time this morning and thank you for your, your input. Uh, we really do want to do this together. Uh, we were, hopefully you, what you're sensing is, is an invitation to be a part of what we believe God's doing. And that's really what it is. It's just an invitation, the excuse we're looking for to just spend time together and build those relationships and, and, and so forth. Uh, and so I'm just going to close in prayer right now. Heavenly Father, we, we thank you for this morning. This morning has been really special as we were able to, to worship you and to be encouraged through the music, that, that knowledge of, of how much you love us and now how that love completely transforms us. As Ryan says, it just breaks down so many of those, that wrong thinking and those lies we've been believing and allows us to bring generational change that will impact those coming after us. And that's, that's a testament to you and your love and what you're doing here at New Life. And we're praying, Father, that these, these things that we're about to implement will, will be opportunities to, to really multiply what you're doing here. Uh, whether that means multiplying the numbers, but really multiplying the impact we have on each other's hearts as we, we just discover more and more how good, how wonderful, how loving you are and how that love completely wrecks us in a good way, but wrecks and destroys those lies, those barriers, that shame, so that we can experience life in you in greater ways. We can experience life together. And so we thank you and we love you, Lord Jesus, for all that you've done. In your name we pray. Amen. All right. Don't forget to grab your kids uh, or any kids really up to you. Maybe you can trade up, give you an opportunity. Uh, if you've got more questions, though, we'll be up here. You can ask us. But again, you're going to be exiting out, out these doors uh, and say goodbye to the theater for the final time. You've been listening to the New Life Fellowship podcast. Thanks for joining us. For more great content, please be sure to check out our website, newlifekw.ca, and sign up for our mailing list. Subscribers will receive our The Life in the Apartment ebook that is sure to encourage and bless. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch the latest services and additional video content. New Life Fellowship is a registered charity that is supported by the giving of partners and friends. All donations will be received. If you would like to donate, donate at newlifekw.ca. Your giving is highly valued and appreciated. You are loved. Take care.